Hello, everybody, and welcome to another special bonus episode of At the Elephants. I'm your host, Rob Morris. A uh, couple of great clips today uh, from two different interviews I did in 2019 that were a blast. Two of my favorites, uh, one with Mr. Brian Suto and uh, one with Ms. Denise Lara. Um, love them both. Uh, there were similar themes in these two clips, so I pulled them uh, and put them together. It's really about social behavior and how certain people deal with uh, being in crowds or being at bars or being at the house and like you know how that kind of adds up and how we all function in those environments is something that's super interesting to me right now so I couldn't help but grab these two clips I also really quickly uh, do want to plug a show my wonderful and talented friend Miles Manduel uh, who was in the directing program with me briefly uh, for that one year uh, that I was a senior, we crossed paths and we've stayed in touch and, and we're good friends. So he's putting something together that actually opens today, January 8th through the 12th. So if you're in New York, you can catch it at The Tank, uh, which is at 312 West 36th Street. And uh, it's called Addison in the Black Hole by Jericho Thomas. And uh, Miles directed it. He's producing it. I see a lot of pickle names on this list. Uh, Stephen Shore from my own class and uh, lots of other people that are insanely talented. Uh, Chessa Metz, Cody Robinson. I recognize several of these other people. So uh, go check it out. Addison in the Black Hole at the Tank uh, now through the 12th. And uh, stay tuned to some other plugs. We're going to be doing some other crossover stuff, uh, specifically with an upcoming production of Bent, uh, collaborating with them. And I'll, I'll have more to come on exactly how that's going to work. But in the meantime, please enjoy this special bonus cut with Brian and Denise. Shoot. I'm gonna phrase this right. I'm an advocate for the belief that uh, privacy is dying. I know you are. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, let's talk I, about I, that. Yeah. I it's mean, so weird to talk to someone who's heard more than one episode of this I'm show. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm being. No, a, I love it. I can funny, actually like get to follow up on some uh, of the things I've forgotten. I've said. But yeah. And there've been so many things. Part of what's great about coming on this podcast is like, there's no way to prepare your brain. Yeah, for my right? brain. I'm an anxious person anyways, but my brain for the, from the moment I messaged you, it was just, I sort of messaged you in this cowardly way where I was like, he's leaving town. We won't be able to do it anyway <laughs> so that you're like great and let's you set it Tuesday. up and then my brain was immediately like fuck what am i gonna talk it could be this or the you know just anxiety spiral but you but, know but you know from listening to me that you could try to plan this conversation i, I and know that fail. there's no planning i yeah. know that there was no point it was a, a a useless exercise to try and pretend i knew where this was gonna go right but yeah i i don't know i mean so yes i've heard you death talk of about privacy death do of you, privacy. you think that's a thing i mean I, oh it's a hundred percent a thing i'm just uh, I think I'm a relatively private person, not because I'm not open. I'm just not, I'm not very interested in sharing every piece of my life. Like if I'm, if I'm talking to people, if I'm engaging with people as I am with you, or I've made the choice to be a part of this conversation. Great. I'm not closed off. I don't think I'm just not demonstrative. And so, you know, there's that piece of our culture, which is like, let me share 10 things during my day every single day with the whole universe which i don't care to engage in and then there's just the piece of like 
I need to be alone with my brain and Mm -hmm. my thoughts. And like also given all of my different interests, like my Google search history does not indicate who I am as a human being. Like you're attempting to figure out how to sell me the exact right thing for me is like, no, that was just the thing I was looking at in that second because I was going down a particular rabbit hole because I was trying to get in somebody else's head for a thing, you know, like none of that feels right to me. And I, I, um, I don't know. I guess I just get worried about. It sounds like you're less worried about the things you've done coming out and more concerned about how people might misunderstand them. At least in the yeah. Google search context. At least that's if, what if that they saw my like. Google search history, sure. It's like, you know, it's like not that you feel super guilty about doing all these terrible things that you're worried somebody would find. No. But it's no. just like you're worried that that little pieces or, or, or elements of your information out there out of context will lead people to misunderstand who you are. Sure. Well, part of this loss of privacy is just trying to sell us on things as perfectly uh, and constantly as possible and I, I don't think i'm a huge oh yeah i don't fan want that. of that i mean uh, dude I, I mean i'm not like uh, like i said i'm not an advocate of the right, death right, of right. privacy i'm not yeah. saying it should happen and we're you know i also get super freaked out about um so to say something personal yeah uh uh, uh my wife is pregnant right now we're expecting our first child oh, which dude, is a huge that's thing awesome. which is great and i'm super excited about it but uh you know facebook started my freshman year of college and NCSA was not a popular enough college to have it for a good portion of our freshman year. And like, it was, I remember being like, when am I going to get it? Cause all my friends from high school have it, blah, blah, blah. But the idea of growing up as like a preteen or a teenager now in a generation of like, everybody has a cell phone, everybody mm-hmm. has all these different social media platforms. It scares the hell out of me. Cause I don't know if I would have survived it. I don't, you know, like, I'm a fan of wait till eighth. Do you know about that? No. What is that? That's like this whole movement where all the parents in one grade at a school, which is depending on the size of the school, can be very difficult to organize. But um, basically starting young, they agree that the kids can have cell phones, but that the kids won't be allowed social media accounts until eighth grade. And so it's like a hard thing to organize, but it's these parents – make it happen and some of these places have done it where it's basically like yeah but if you just have one kid who's not allowed to play then it's like almost it's almost fucking with this kid to not let him develop that skill and to uh work with those kids in that way right but you don't you don't want to keep them out of it and there and there are good changes being made right like i'm not a huge social media person but but while they make those changes kids that fucking brains don't work yet should not have access to that wild well, wild west teenagers man. brains don't work properly anyways that's what being that's a what teenager is yeah right. that's what i'm saying right. i'm not I'm, no i'm not pointing a finger at a specific group of kids right i'm saying kids i'm saying people under the age of 25's brains are not done right. developing i'm agreeing with you by the yeah. way i don't know if you thought we had uh, a disagreement so yeah totally yeah uh but we're just figuring it out, right? Like right. Instagram is making changes now about like no public facing likes because they've done studies Love and it. seen that it's I'm messing so with the psychology of teenagers. Yeah. It seems great. Yeah. But I, I just, I just, you know, or <laughs> my wife, it's a, this was a couple of years ago, but was like, I just listened to a podcast that was like, you should spend some time alone with your brain every day and like just not have other sounds and screens in front of it. And what, and I did that and it was amazing. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you shouldn't have needed a podcast to point that out. But I just get worried in our modern world that we don't 
you know, I'm someone who loves being alone with his brain for extended stretches of time. You know why? I I, lo- I love that too. And I um, I'm a deeply this is gonna maybe surprise you or anybody listening. I'm a deeply introverted person. Um, in this kind of you feel like a deeply introverted person. Like your assessment of yourself is that you're a deeply introverted person. With how I like to spend most of my time. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. Um, and I'm very my absolute favorite way to spend time with people is to have other people in very small numbers over to my place yeah if i could choose out of all the different ways of like going and meeting someone somewhere having a party here going to a party somewhere else yeah meeting you at a coffee shop all the different ways that i might deal with people i like work i like to go to work yeah i like to have a place where we're all working on something together and we're trying to accomplish something and we like it and 15 people absolute maximum working on that project in the same room hope it's a big room right but no like true let's hang out what's up five six people maximum my house i man the same way and only for a little while and not that fucking late and then everybody please fucking leave right feel i feel when it's ended everyone maybe it's not as much of I have a very introverted part of my personality as much as I have a very like almost reclusive part of my personality. Like I like being in the center of my own space and having things kind of orbit around me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, like when I used to sell weed in college, it was great. Everyone had to come to me. Right. And it was like, I, and I, I saw all my friends cause all my friends needed weed and it was better to come to me than someone they didn't know whether the better deal was better or whatever. And it was like they would come by and we would smoke and they would take their weed and then they would go. And I was like, that is the perfect amount of them being in my life. Right. Like we're friends. I don't have to spend lots of time with them. We're not hanging out all the time, but they come by like once a week, maybe twice a week. Chill for like 20, 30 minutes. That's why I love podcasting because I want to talk to people about real shit. I don't want to have surfacey bullshit conversations. Every time someone I'm always I read a lot like books because I'm bad at it. So it takes me long time to read them. And so I carry them around with me. And for the moments when I notice that everybody else is on their phone, I try to take a book out. That's like a new thing I've been working on. That's pretty awesome. And I'm like, Oh wow. Everyone is literally like, we have this downtime. It's 10 minutes and everyone's like on their phone and in production, that kind of shit happens all the time. Right. And I'm like, I'm just going to always have a fucking book that way. It's like, Oh, the downtime. And now I'm not on Instagram, which I love Instagram, but I'm making progress on another thing that I'm always like, I don't have time to read, but I fucking do. Right. And so, but every time I'm reading a book, someone's like, what are you reading? And I'm like, cause Oh my God, he has a book with paper in it. And I'm like, it's this. And they're like, what's that about? And I like try to sum it up in a few sentences. And they're always like, Whoa, like that's deep. That's deep shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's a book. Yeah. You know what it I can mean? Go deep on thoughts. It can yeah, like... and I was like, and I was like, it's kind of, and I never want to say it. it. This exact thing happened to me today. I never want to say it, but part of me is like, this is why I don't talk to you, dude, because you don't. If you were bringing me substance in these moments, and we weren't both just sitting on fucking Instagram scrolling, right? I would need to pull out a fucking Malcolm Gladwell book and read about something that I think is provocative and grows part of my brain because that's what I want to be doing all the time if I'm not going to get it from you and I don't hang out with people like you most of the time Brian I work with all (laughs) kinds of boring ass people this is I think Um, the first actual lengthy conversation we've had and we've known at least at least for the first time yeah yeah, 
Yeah, this long for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly. I'm not saying we haven't talked. We've talked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, well, maybe that is that introversion. I think I have a similar thing, which is like, it took I mean, a, yeah, call it, it what you want. Call it whatever you want. It took me a while in my life to realize, like, if I'm in a busy party or busy restaurant, like, it's just not the right space for me. Because even if I'm trying to have a good conversation with someone, I'm, I'm just distracted by the million other things happened and happening. And it's not, I'm not clicked in. And what I like to do is to click in with people if I'm, spending some time so yeah absolutely and i that's i like that clicking in i I like the way that that sounds that sounds to me very much like i'm also a big um big on like eavesdropping and observing people so if i'm in if i'm in too public a space even if i were trying to have this conversation with you i would just be distracted by the behavior of the people in the corner doing something else that's just like i don't even need to hear what there's it's just like something is odd about that and my brain can't let it go my know? thing in parties is i end up talking shit with somebody about a conversation that's happening that's somewhere like right else there. in the room you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like you're like yeah. you're, you're talking it's like me and you at a party but like our homies across the room and we're like oh look at fucking paul over yeah. there is trying to get some of course it's like i'm having those conversations yeah, yeah exactly. exactly yeah that's what i end up doing because i'm like it's too loud for me to connect with you on anything at this thing yeah, and there's too much going on and i have bad add and so some people love by. it you know well, and here's the other thing is I think people go out, so to speak, whether it's to a party or a club or a bar or whatever, for so many different reasons, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, good, bad or indifferent, it's just what it is. And I don't I almost feel like a lot of the things that people go out for, I don't I either don't need or I don't need to get them that way. And so the things that I want to do are just rarely served in those environments. Yeah. And did you, you know, know that in college though? What do you mean? Well, like I, I, um, I went to house parties in college and shit. Yeah, me too. But that's what I'm saying is, and like, as I should have at times at least, but sure. it, but it, it took me well into adulthood to not only identify, but be comfortable with like, cool, that's exciting for other people. That's not the right thing for me, which doesn't mean I shouldn't engage with people and make an effort. You absolutely should, but it just means recognizing like that is the thing that is fun for some people and not fun for other people. And that's okay. Like just, do you mean like you were kind of beating yourself up before about not being as, as uh, into it. And you're like, Oh man, I'm yeah. Even in college. And I certainly, there were plenty of parties that I did have a good time at, but like, I felt like um, I felt like I didn't fit in at most of the drama parties that were happening and I didn't know how to operate in them and it sort of looked like everybody else really did. I think I'm similar to you in that the best way to get to know me and my favorite way to get to know people is working with them. Like I just mm-hmm. have such joy in collaboration and it's where I really come alive. But like, right. you know, we would there would be almost every weekend there would be these giant drama house parties where everybody would be hanging out seeming to have a great time and really getting to know each other and uh i was lost in most of those just like wildly lost and occasionally had a great time or made an ass of myself or whatever but but mostly just like that was not the most useful way for me to try to connect to people and so what did you do i mean i still connected to people 
plenty you you kind of can't help but connect with your class right and you can sure uh and and you collaborate with people outside of your class or you just find those opportunities where it is like five or six people having a conversation you find the quiet corner of the yeah do you find that you like would gravitate towards other people who were clearly like you and then and totally yeah yeah and i listen like some of my best friends to this day are are from that like i no regrets or or the regret is not owning my discomfort as something that was like, why not just authentically be yourself and recognize like, maybe this isn't the space for you and maybe that's totally okay because you are connecting with these people in other spaces that are your speed and that's great, you know? Sometimes I hate that part about my brain and about myself because I, I it makes me sad it makes me uh, sad and it gives me some agony sometimes um, frustration and then I look I think macro and I'm like oh man yeah some people just so many people are caught up in the wrong shit yeah like I mean for example when sometimes I, I just want to hang out with people and, and have fun and I'm at a table having a conversation and I I don't know, people are just talking about stuff and I'm like, that is really dumb or like that, like, or you say something funny and they don't get it because. You and I were just at a party together. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. And I, yeah. I, I just I was remember hoping that's where feeling you were going. so left out and being like, you don't get it. Like you just said something and, and this person. Can you try to, for the value of the people listening to this? do your best to recall something of an example of what you're talking about as far as content. I think like I what was being discussed in this other. So I'll give a little context for the situation. <laughs> I, don't, I won't be super specific. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But uh, you and I were at a party yes. where we did not know most of the people at the party. Exactly. And you and me and my roommate Kyle and my girlfriend Candace, we knew each other. Yes. Other than that, there are a bunch of other people who are a little younger than us. Yes. Uh, most of them. Um, who were all kind of, it was a birthday party in a way, uh, or it was a going away party. So it was like a bunch of people gathering for one person that didn't know each other. You and I knew each other. Yeah. We're sitting at this table while these other people who don't really know each other very quickly, like made buddies and were talking up a storm. They didn't know each other super well. Two Mm -hmm. of them did. But like part of that dynamic that I think is important to bring up is Mm -hmm. this wasn't like Everybody was really close friends, and then me and Denise were there, and yeah. did, we didn't fit in. <laughs> yeah, no, Everybody no, no. was pretty much strangers, yeah. but a few people knew each other. Yeah. So you and I are sitting next to each other, and then there's this group of younger ladies. Yes. And they're having this chat about, and I'll let you take it. Yeah. I mean, it was several things. One of the issues, I was like, Denise, you're just being like a drama school brat. Shut up. Where they were talking about like acting and the craft and like just being able to like pop on a face and I was like oh, no that and it's not pop how. on a face yeah um what where they're like mean? sometimes I just do like funny things and like they were talking about getting into character and all of the terms and and like everything I was taught not to do in drama school gotcha so part of me was like Denise that's just you being like don't be that person you were just hearing them be like I just have all these really great bad habits yeah <laughs> that's yeah. like wait that's what you yeah. heard but then we moved on to, I don't know how we got on the topic or what show we were talking about, but we were talking about some actor and they just like were picking him apart and he looked terrible. And I remember you or Kyle saying like, 
yeah, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on in his life. Like, he was on serious drugs. He doesn't remember. We're talking about Matthew Perry. Yeah, and and they just, like, completely ignored that and then talked about, like, an Instagram filter. And I, I just remember. And they, started, they, they bulldozed over us to show everybody that famous picture where Matthew looks really bad. Yes. And there was just a part of me where I, I – and then they so quickly switched the subject to – an Instagram filter. Right, and I right, remember right. thinking, I'm just sad now. Like, I, I feel awkward. I don't feel like I can join your and conversation. What, and what, what is that sadness? Is there any more? Because trying to articulate this feeling it's that really I feel. Hard. I know. I am. This is like something I'm deeply passionate about getting to the bottom of. And I don't totally understand it. Because here's what I don't want. I don't want you and I to be cranky old people who are <laughs> resentful, right? Right. That's We don't yeah. want to be that. And I think we're both a little insecure about becoming that because yeah. we're vibrant, young, energetic people. Yeah. And yet we have this thing kind of that eats at us a little bit. It's yeah. like, oh, man, it just bums me out. It makes me feel like an old guy on a porch who's like, get off my lawn. Like with the, And it's not that I'm resistant to Instagram. It's not that I'm, yeah. I'm not resistant to fucking TikTok. Like, I don't care. Yeah, right. That, that's not the point. Anyway, I was saying uh, we, lo- we lost a little bit of the recording, folks, uh, just now, which I think is very funny. And I'm actually going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up specifically because I think it's hilarious. So I was starting to get on this little rant, and it ramped up quite a bit, and you guys missed it. And I got a little intense about this whole thing, uh, about people not wanting to have real conversations is where we, where we went. Uh, you know, I was describing the, di- the dinner party. And then we, we landed on this thing and I look over after I'm like fully like sweating from, from being so passionate about this. And my computer has said like disk overload and just stopped the recording. Like my, my fucking computer could not handle it. I don't know how Denise is still here. But she, <laughs> she's here. The MacBook Pro gave up and we had to, we had to restart. I'm unharmed. Yeah. This episode of At the Elephants was produced and recorded by Rob Morris in Austin, Texas, with music from Daniel Lamond and Max Stamper Brown. Everything is out of my-